0: Absolutely honored to feature a special live episode of the deck industry's leading podcast, the ultimate deck podcast. Uh, The hosts Shane Chapman and Wade Laurent are the founding partners of the ultimate deck shop in Canada. In 2016, after growing frustrated with the experience of shopping at box stores, they decided to open a store that offered better selection, better pricing, better service in a more inviting and more friendly environment. Shan Wade then, of course, the natural segue launched The Ultimate Deck Show, a podcast dedicated to the decking industry, the people in it, and the information builders need to master the backyard. Their YouTube channel is one of the leading programs in the category on YouTube. And today we are featuring a special live Q&A session. Let's go direct to The Ultimate Deck Podcast
1: all the way from canada this is 139. the ultimate
2: deck podcast need a show about outdoor living this is where it's at with your host shane Chapman and way Brent. thank you for tuning in now let the show begin yeah, yeah. the ultimate deck podcast
1: let's go i love the canada reference don't you like do you think as, they uh,
3: i as haven't if, as if no decks have been built up here
1: Right. But I mean, more like for anybody else, and I wasn't at the start of the Bobby Parks. He's a legend. But I wasn't Whoa. at the start of his thing. Do you think they introduced him as from the United States? No, no, no. They picked a state. Or do you think they're from, like, he's from Arkansas?
3: I don't know. He's from Arkansas. I don't know that he gets either. Atlanta, but I just Georgia, mean, like, I think, actually,
1: <laughs> like, little do these people know about where we're actually from. Just can
2: it's just like north of the border. Where are you from? Me? Do you want to know my history? Where's Bryce? your history? Let these people know who <laughs> like, you are.
3: This is no, no,
2: no, what? we don't have. All
3: night. <laughs> Just like your city, province, country. Okay. Province, Saskatchewan,
2: Saskatchewan. Awkward
3: pronunciation. On say that, that thing, three times right? fast. Nobody, Saskatchewan. Nobody in the U S can say it. I was actually telling you a story tonight about, uh, being at a football game where we produced our ID and zero people could actually pronounce the province,
1: yeah, say what again? Everybody what thinks it? it's a fake, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. So just Canada is fine, then okay.
3: So you're from
1: what are you asking <laughs> exactly? Like, I don't even know what
3: the <laughs> which city I don't do you live in. Well, I live in Regina. Boy, I would have pronounced that Regina. <laughs> you would, that's a that's a pretty common thing in the states. Uh, well, because the queen. Oh Wasn't God! It, you're
1: getting her so name
2: deep.
3: It was Regina. <laughs>
1: right. Was it Regina? <laughs> you no, Was it Regina? Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. You're saying the queen's name was Regina? Regina? Not this queen. That's vulgar. Yeah.
3: yeah. Anyways, so Whoa. super super funny. Uh, people always struggle with the city name Regina. So I can tell you. Here's where this comes up.
1: Okay, when you going to call a tech support line that's in the U.S. of A.
3: <laughs> have you ever done this? uh only twice now only twice now
1: so mine her. is OnStar, right on my truck oh. which i've had to use recently i'll tell you i had to use it this weekend actually because oh. i locked myself out of my truck Ooh, the at worst. the lake okay and i had to call OnStar, which she was located in beautiful texas arkansas mississippi <laughs> i don't know where she, she was, in, was
3: she was located in the united states but
1: she was in the southern southern states and she's like oh you're calling from regina yeah and regina. i was like no well sure I'll give you that. Because they just don't know, right? We just, we pronounce it Regina and that's funny to people.
3: It's not spelt like that.
1: Anyways, I did a tour of small towns that were similar to your tour of small towns. And that's how we ended up meeting each other was the
3: final destination was Arcola. Yep. Tour of small towns, uh, landed in Arcola, Saskatchewan, moved university classes in Regina Regina, re at the University of Regina, Regina, Saskatchewan. I have recently moved to Saskatoon.
1: You're there now, and I'm still in the vagina. Sometimes we just call it the vagina or the vag or the vag. That's happened. <laughs> Do you remember the, when the Rolling Bryce Stones falling apart? He's like, <laughs> you can't say this. <laughs> it's like, it's you guys. We're 139 this. in. You've left the joke alone this long. Yeah, now geez, you're going to go guys. after the vagina jokes? Okay, so here we are. So, so I, I'll tell you a funny story. Okay, first of all, did you go to the Rolling Stones concert that was in Regina? Yes, I did. And they like Mick Jagger came out and he's like, Hey, we're here in the city that rhymes with fun, which is a yeah. joke that all of us have heard a kajillion times. There's but for actually, Mick, it was new. Aren't
3: there shirts that have that? Like the city that rhymes with fun? I'm sure, sure city that seen, rhymes with fun.
2: I'm yeah. sure There's experience Regina.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <It's> easy.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> if you guys get to say it, I get to say it. Right?
1: Yeah. Let him participate as well. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, so anyway, right, maybe we should yeah, just bon- like, maybe we should skip my <laughs> funny story and just go straight to what you had brought up, Bryce, because the people that are listening to this, a large majority of them would be in the United States. That's right. Not familiar with Saskatchewan and certainly not familiar with your Gina or Regina. So why don't you give us a little, what, Let's. what do you got, I got to teach people sask- about Saskatchewan?
2: Five Saskatchewan facts. Hello I'm so excited.
3: You know what? These are always interesting for me because I've lived in this province for
2: a significant portion of my life. And all of all of, and mine. you still don't know some of these things. Well,
3: I don't know. Like I haven't heard them yet. <laughs> but but I'll be totally honest. Whether I have heard them or haven't heard them, you know what I mean? And yeah. Honest Wade. That's Here what we, we call we honest Wade. Honest okay.
2: Wade. So here's here's one of the biggest ones that I think people don't know is we only have one time zone and no. Daylight savings time. Yep. So that yeah. caused some issues recently.
3: <laughs> hey, only 20 minutes ago. Was that a real struggle for us? That's
2: right. So here's
1: the thing, right? It's been COVID times. We've been unable to meet or greet our reps for 18 months. We'll call it right. 18. Last week I was chatting with our lumber rep, and I was like, you know what? We should go swing the sticks. We should go do some golfing. And he's like, yep. Sounds good. Wed's Wade in town. I was like Wednesday, but we got to be back in time because we have the deck symposium. He's like, sounds good. What about a 1220 tee off? I was like, that's perfect. Our thing isn't until seven. We'll be back in plenty of time. We get out in the golf course today. I say to Wade, Wade, what time is the deck symposium thing tonight? He says seven. 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 Oh, good. That's what I was thinking too. Five. Five. That's what's in my calendar. That's what I was thinking. I call Bryce because mm-hmm. I want to triple check this shit, right? I call Bryce. What time is the deck symposium? Seven.
2: Seven. seven.
1: Five. <laughs> so Pacific now, time. It's now five- I've got a fairly confident set of experiences and opinions here
3: <laughs> that we are on at seven o'clock.
1: Seven. Three
2: for three.
3: Right? Three for three. All of us that are involved <laughs> what think we should seven have done, o'clock. What we should have done was we should have texted at least one person in the not place. in this time zone. In, not in
1: this That's time right. zone. That's right.
3: Uh, we're sitting at the golf
1: course. We're having our last beer at the clubhouse Mm -hmm. and the text comes through. You guys ready to go in 20 minutes? Uh, No, no, we're not. We are 30 minutes away from our store. So the time zone, single time zone, we don't change. Everybody else in the world changes. We don't change. Ever. Today we experienced the ramifications
3: of that. You know what it actually cost us? Preparation. It, It actually cost us one piece of beach house fascia because when i you lost what?
2: it on the road
3: because when i hit my brakes, you to, hit you lost when i hit my brakes to make a turn i watched it come off the front of the trailer and it just went under my truck and it like and it came off and it went under my truck and it skidded on the highway and then it like <laughs> zipped into the ditch and i saw it oh and my. was like I'll pick that up tomorrow on my way back.
1: This <laughs> is a real story. This That's actually a, just happened.
3: Actually happened, hundred uh, percent. We lost. so after this episode, <laughs> Wade and I are going on a treasure tra- treasure hunt. We don't have to go on for the, the beach house. I, I know exactly.
1: Wow, there it is. Okay, Bryce, what's next? What's What has Saskatchewan got that nobody else has got?
2: Weird city names.
1: Oh yeah. Well, we've been down this path already a (gasps) little bit. So
2: good. I could probably do
3: five or six of them. That
1: okay? Let's hear them. Okay. Okay.
2: I just want to. We've already
1: done. We've already done
3: Regina. So
2: eyebrow. 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 Elbow. Elbow. Elbow.
3: Uh, Miami. Yep. Nobody. There's a Miami. There's There's a Miami. Miami. It's up by Kelvington. Yep. (laughs) I didn't know about Miami. Uh, Big Beaver. Big Beaver, of course. Big
2: Beaver. That
3: might be it. I I mean, those are the best ones. Bigger? There's bigger. Isn't there a climax?
1: And there's a climax.
2: How did you forget? There's also a forget. Oh,
1: yeah. Forget. Forge forge. forget. Those are some pretty. Moose Jaw. Moose Jaw. I mean, we're used to it, but that's pretty weird. What do you got? Indian Head.
2: Indian Indian Head. 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 Maple Creek. Eh, That one's okay. I'll give that one a pass. Yeah, it's a pass. Well, that's 10 solid, that's 10 like solid really ones. Weird, got some weird ones. town names in Saskatchewan. We also have a bunch of German ones up in the Northeast. Well, oh, like what? I don't remember their names. Well, then don't tell the story. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> we
3: turn his mic off?
2: Okay. Number three, yeah, zero. Yeah. Volume. number three is we get the most sun in all of Canada. This is true. Despite having the longest winter aside from the Northwest Territories.
1: So, you know what? I actually lived in the sunshine capital of Canada, apparently, which was Esteban, Saskatchewan. Yes. I grew up there mm-hmm. and it has mm-hmm. a sign outside the city. So, you know, it's true. <laughs> that is the, it's the sunshine you know capital of Canada. They get more hours of sunshine that's than right. any other uh, place on in Canada. That's right. Including the U.S. of A. So basically including on the continent, the <laughs>
3: it was the sunshiniest place of all. So have you done any trips to Northern Saskatchewan ever?
2: I have not. Uranium City.
3: Saskatoon. <laughs> Saskatoon. So I would say that- like, Prince Albert, okay? That's, that's as far, far as north gotten. as I've gotten. So typically there's a fishing trip that I go on that lines up right around the summer solstice like june 21st mm-hmm. right and almost
2: always are
1: you, a
3: scientist like what are you...
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tell went, human stories i went like, to high school <laughs> the summer solstice Summer solstice. so
3: typically i end up on a fishing trip in northern saskatchewan in the in like fairly north saskatchewan like usually i i kind of drive to uh larange area which would be north of pa and then fly into a lake, not right. very far flight. It's only like 15 minutes on a little pond thing, a little pontine, pontoon Pond, pond yeah. skipper, pond yeah. skippers. A little boat, little plane that lands. So <laughs> they all land As with any luck. not landing, uh, they don't all land, some of them <laughs> like, crash. That's the plan when you take <laughs> it right. off,
2: It is for plan. it to right. land again. Yeah, that's right.
3: So anyways, so we go to this like small lake and it wasn't until probably about 10 years ago that I realized, how long that summer solstice is in saskatchewan because it would be like i would call it daylight until probably one in the morning if you get far enough north right yeah
2: for sure
1: well drink till the sun goes down
3: that's right and um, then we're all the hurt guess yep. what time the sun comes up 3:30, 3 right <laughs> yeah.
2: there's two, two hours. hours yeah
3: two two and a half hours of of like Medium darkness. So medium
1: darkness.
2: It's not yeah. serious Black. question. It's
1: serious question. Like winter solstice. Why don't they just build all universities up there? Why? That's
2: well, your that's your college schedule anyway. Drink
3: yeah. till two. Get up at oh four. yeah. Like what?
2: Because you got to finish your project. Why don't
3: you just learn up there? But that's right. So then now, what I want to do is I want to I want to take some buddies and I want to go ice fishing on that trip, and I want to do it on Sit December. In the dark. I want to do it on December thirty first, and I want to do the winter solstice. And see what that's like. Uh, It's just dark. Just turn off the
1: light in your room right here and just like
3: hang out for 12 hours. What do you need to find out? What time the sun comes down? It's dark. The sun goes down. It like doesn't. There's always that too, right? (laughs) So people talk about the sunshine province. Like it's so bright here. But you also know that in the winter, like (laughs) winter's dark by like
1: five, five thirty. We have a pretty rank winter here
3: and doesn't get up
2: to like eight. Yeah. Right? So For it's nine. a short day. It's like nine to four. Short day. Everybody's depressed. Right? Yeah. No sun. And it's cold. It's a tough go. Yeah.
1: And then amongst all that, you got to figure out the time zones. It's horrible. Okay. So what do you, got, what's next? Number four.
2: Time. We grow 54% of Canada's wheat in one province. Wheat. Wheat. Boy. And that's got to be like, heard that and right. other grains. of
1: of Canada's wheat, but that's probably got to be like a good chunk of the world's wheat. I heard,
2: I didn't fact check this, but it's around 30% of the world's,
1: 30% of the world's wheat wheat. Wow. Do you pronounce the the H in there?
2: Yeah. If you're from Ontario. Right. Right. To us, it's just wheat. It's just wheat. Wheat.
1: So that's interesting, but not worth talking about. So number five,
2: number five, (laughs) Saskatchewan has recently become number 82 in the top 100 beer destinations of the world of
1: the world
2: of the world number 82 of 100 doesn't sound like that
1: much of a feat
2: you're on the back half of the world but
1: when it's so are these like 100 cities provinces countries
2: yeah just like areas Eh, to go drink i
1: need more no
2: but we're going. No, I'm like, we're, we're going up against like the Czech Republic, and right? Which is a country. Germany, who's been doing it for hundreds so, of years. top Belgium, like, like, number like, eighty. One.
1: Hold on, <laughs> hold on. This is, this is ridiculous. This list needs more refinement. Okay, eighty-two of one hundred.
2: What? Because countries? That's not that big of a feat. We're beer destination. Who? We Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan Regina specifically. There we go. Now we're at city level. I can work with that. Can you do city level?
1: I can do city city, because the craft brewery scene in Regina is pretty freaking strong.
2: Speaking of, we're drinking one not from Regina. Not from Regina, but but Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan.
1: So I buy, so that's that's a feat, I think. Top 82 of 100 cities. Sure. Countries would be like, well, we're pretty far down the list. There's only 292 countries in the world. That's fair. That's fair.
3: But but that's impressive though. I think you to might be have. I think you might have just bent some stats there to make that work for you. I did or he
2: did? No, you did. I you think. did. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to make it a story. Like if it's. I mean, it's still pretty interesting. 82 of 100 countries. It's well, like whatever. If you're in,
3: even if you're in the top 100 countries, like I think Shane maybe doesn't know how many countries there are in the world right now. That's right.
1: No, I do. But like, I'm just saying, like that. No, that don't. makes you top one third. Whoop de do. Welcome,
2: Gosh. welcome to the CFL. I was like, <laughs> I got, that's how we play up here.
3: I got through university being <laughs> the, the bottom th- one third, though. <laughs> I was like, I got through university in the top Be one the
2: third. third. <laughs> fair enough. Sixty-six okay. percent. Those all are f- day long. five Saskatchewan facts that you probably didn't okay. know. Okay, that's so, beautiful. Not from so,
1: I don't know how many. Can you tell how many people are watching or listening? Forty. Forty. Okay, so there's forty people that are our, more. Our beer game well, is pretty, pretty strong. In it the is province, in the a, province. It like. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good beer province. That's for sure. Uh, so he's done the, before we get into the, the questions, which is what the theme of the podcast is today. It's a question and answer that we had submitted through the deck specialist magazine and through our own Instagram account that we're going to go through and do a lot. We do these Q and A's from time to time, right? They're fun. Yeah. It's like get people's input. What do they want to know? We'll answer them. We don't know any more than the
3: average guy. Yeah. That's, yeah, well, yeah. I don't know. We maybe know a little bit more, but only maybe there's the care. average guy. But only because we care. We care. You care. We've sure. done some
1: research. Before we get to that though, I got a question for you guys. Uh-oh. These two guys. Are, <laughs> I can't, Tyler this is, Pinckney? This is not on the screen. You guys gonna talk about decks? <laughs> not yet. When you guys get dressed out of the shower, you get out of the shower, oh you, get out, yeah, you yeah. get out of the shower, yep. what order
3: do you put your clothes on? You want like leg first? Which will like No, no. I want the order of clothing you put on. Underwear. Underwear. Okay. Shorts. Sh- what? Shorts. Okay. Underwear, shorts. Shirt. Shirt. Left sock. Left sock. Right sock.
1: Brace. Right sock. Uh, underwear. Okay. Pants. Okay. Shirt. Same order. Socks. Okay. I think we're on the same page here. You know what some people put their socks on first? That's weird. Socks first before
3: underwear. Socks first before underwear. That's weird. I'm glad we're all on the same page, and mine's always left leg first. Is that a thing? <laughs> Is that oh a come thing? on, guys! Left leg first. Let's oh, get these guys some deck. I questions. think
1: I think I'm also left leg first. I'm glad we're all in agreement. <laughs> to get to the questions, we posted on our own Instagram as well as the Deck Specialist magazine. Uh, to find out if you guys had questions for us and to answer live on this uh, Deck Symposium version of the podcast. And we did get some questions. And so we're going to go through them one by one and answer your questions. Now, I, I believe that we're also uh, live within Deck Symposium for people to ask questions as they view it, right? Is that right? Yes. Okay. So you also have the chance to ask questions during this if you something pops up. But Wade, the first question that came in through Instagram was from TC Dex.
3: I... I really now, like TC Dex. He's
1: a good guy. Did you know, he actually sent us some hats. I just got them. I just saw him today. So thank you, TC Dex I didn't for the know hats. he sent them. He Maybe did. he sent them just to you. I'll show them to you afterwards. There's at least three. So there's one for you.
3: I have a shirt.
1: His question is, what are some things I should be tracking to help me improve at TC Dex? Okay. So uh, how about it?
3: No, I actually wrote your name. <laughs> I wrote your, you can see that your name. Oh, is this is my right question. Here? Okay. I wrote your name right so, here.
1: From a builder's perspective, what are some things I should be tracking to help me improve? I think one of the most common questions that comes up, I'm part of a lot of the Facebook groups. Mm -hmm. There's probably three or four pretty solid Facebook groups that are communities of deck builders or retailers or reps and what so have you. And one of the most common questions that comes up in there is like, what do you charge per square foot? Which is probably something that somebody who's in the business shouldn't be asking. If you haven't figured that out yet, you're probably in a lot of trouble. Mm -hmm. But it's something that comes up all the time. But to answer this question, I think one of the most important things is you should be tracking your job costs. Tracking your job costs. Because you're, everybody, when they start out, wonders what should I be charging? And it's not because maybe you don't necessarily know what you need to be charging, but mm-hmm. you're always paranoid about what, about what other guys are charging. Here's what I think I need to make, but what if competitor B, C, and D is charging less than me? Do I need to like reduce my, rate to win jobs that's what people worry about is winning the jobs right
3: i think that is such a good point i i wish that everybody would stop trying to keep up with the joneses or looking at what the joneses are charging don't don't worry about what that other guy's charging he doesn't run your business he doesn't operate your expenses he doesn't have your trailer he doesn't he like he charges what he charges Mm -hmm. or she charges what she charges because they probably don't understand the cost of running their business understand the cost of running your business and then charge accordingly yep do you remember when we started advertising and no in it was on radio we started advertising on radio okay and somebody told me one time it was just like you know that your competitor spends x amount of dollars annually on radio advertising sounds it like was just,
1: something the radio guy said
3: yeah and it was just like oh and then we kind of got caught up in the idea of. Well, holy smokes, like to make radio effective, the only way we can advertise is to spend what they spend because I know what they spend now and I and I hear their ads and it's like, well, I must need to spend that much money. But it turns out you don't need to. You can, like, if you understand what you're doing with your business, maybe that's only a part of what you're spending on marketing. You know what I mean? And so what, what the radio guys were telling us or what we saw other yards spending in advertising was, we were kind of being led into this idea of this is what we needed to spend on radio advertising. And it turned out we were actually spending way more on social and we were spending on truck wraps and blah, blah, blah. And and there was this whole other part of our business that the radio guys weren't understanding or or, or weren't comprehending and neither were our competitors. Mm -hmm. And so we shouldn't have been basing our advertising on what other people were spending or charging or whatever. It was like, it was our business and mm-hmm. we were running it the way we were going to run it. And so.
1: Yeah, I think the cop-out answer here is that you should be tracking everything that's trackable.
0: But you can't, like, like, that's like, but, not but, even a well, real answer, but, you
1: can't. But, but to a certain extent, you can. Like track what is, sorry, track what is feasible to track. Should you be tracked, like how, you might need to know down to the level of how many uh, saw blades you burn through in a month. Yeah. Like you need to know some of these things. Sure. You know what I mean? Like how many crews do you have? You have one crew. Okay. well, what's 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 a employee a costing you per month? And Mm -hmm. not just his wage, but also his insurance and his WCB or whatever you locally call it, his his fit out. What are you what are you fitting him out with? Are you putting a tool belt on him and some tools and whatever else? Like what's what what is the loaded labor rate of that guy being on site? Because a lot of people will look at that and be like, well, my guy makes twenty five bucks an hour. But that's not what that guy costs you per hour. Yeah, I always that guy I, costs you a lot more than that per hour. If you start calculating in the overhead and the tools and the insurance and everything else, you got to pay on top of that. You should track as much as you can track. I How guess, long does it take you on a job site to do a, a 200 square foot deck? How
3: long does that take you? How long does it take your guys? Right. Yeah. When I, so when I was a trim carpenter, I used to bill my guys out at twice their hourly rate. And I was just like, that was only. Sort of a made-up number because I knew that they cost me WCB and I knew they cost me insurance, and I knew they cost me material. Because let's be honest, like they're gonna everybody stuff up. everybody on a job site costs you material. Even you cost you material. Yep. There isn't a single guy that runs a company out there that hasn't cut a board short or like made a mistake ordering something, and then yet send a guy back and mm-hmm. whatever. Right. Yeah. So I always I always build out at twice the hourly rate, whatever I paid them. And I felt like that was close. I don't know that I was profitable and I, and I certainly didn't put it into a spreadsheet to understand it, but yeah, and, you have to be. And I think you probably
1: should, right? Like at some yeah. point, had you been in business long enough to, to care or to find out that wasn't working, you likely would have got to the stage of like, I better throw this stuff in a spreadsheet and figure this out. Or
3: hire somebody so, to put it in a spreadsheet.
1: Right. That's what I didn't do. You got to figure out your overhead. The overhead is the trickiest part for people to figure out. Right. Like you can, you know that you're paying your guys 20 bucks an hour, 25 bucks an hour whatever it might be. And you know that when I'm on a job that's 200 square feet, well, we cracked it off and whatever, start to finish two days, call it whatever you want to call it. That's easy enough to figure out. But the the tricky thing to figure out is how do I pay for the, the overhead, the things that are static from job to job, the trailer, the tools, the insurance, the Mm -hmm. lease space on my property, the advertising, the, the, the bits and the blades that go through this place, the hammer that I buy, the, like all this stuff is a cost that you need to absorb into it somehow, right? You Like you should
3: track as much as you can track. So on the flip side for fun, what shouldn't you track? Like, what are your, Like what do you think most people are tracking that they probably shouldn't pay attention to? Oh,
1: that's a way harder question.
3: Like I would say just like stop short of
1: micromanaging. Don't count the screws you guys, your guy put in. You Know what I mean? Like don't get down to be like you use 337 screws today. Instagram followers. So, um, it's it, sure. Don't worry about your Instagram followers. <laughs> like that could be one. That's something a lot of guys are worried about today. Yeah. So I guess short answer, TC Dex, is track whatever you can track that is cost related. Like you need to make sure you need to make sure that at the end of every job you're profitable. Mm-hmm. And if you're not, then take better. Like you need to keep track of that and fix it. End of story. That's like, it. Yeah. like the more, the more da- data is your friend, the more data you have, the better. End yeah. of story. Right. Yep. Number second question here is from precision construction asks, where do you get
3: one of those $5,000 decks? Wade. So this is obviously a, <laughs> a social campaign that has worked really well. Maybe Brace. should answer. Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: Right. Yeah. Bryce should answer this one.
3: Uh, it, it's a treated deck. Scott, they don't, the treated deck from Canada, Scott. That's so, pretty yeah. easy.
2: It's... M- mosquitoes love all decks equally. So,
3: so here's what I went with
2: this. Like, <laughs> I
1: get where the qu- I get the like, haha. The guys that replied to this, we a, po here's the. It context. It was a grabber. Here's the context. We posted uh, a social post that showed a picture of a deck, and certainly the deck that was used in the ad is not a five thousand dollar deck. I don't know. Maybe if that's was,
3: where we. If it was only as big Ooh. as what that showed up. In if the it's ad, just what's it in just the picture. Corner.
1: <laughs> yeah, just the corner. Maybe, yeah. but. The ad was promoting mosquito spray, not a deck. And yeah. so what we, what I phone brace one day, I was like, you should do an ad and you should say this. You should say like a deck is 5,000 bucks and a mosquito barrier is this and whatever. So he did, he did exactly what I asked him to do. He, he chose a picture that showed a deck that's clearly more than $5,000. Yeah. He picked a $50,000 deck. And the ad said, new deck, $5,000. Enjoying it mosquito free, 50 bucks. That was, the, that's what we were trying to get at. That's right. And people replied and said like, bah! Show me a $5,000 deck. I'll take 20. <laughs> like, Lit they were up. offended that we would say a deck can cost $5,000. That said, we are a retail store. We sell decks to DIY guys. The materials on many decks are oh, yeah. $5,000. Yep. The most common size of deck is around 12 by 12, 12 by 14, 12 by 16. That's the most common size of deck. And if you're doing a treated deck or even an entry level composite, that is within that budget. That is a $5,000 deck if you're building it yourself. Now, I agree. The guys that replied... Scott Kelly, Precision Construction who asked this question?
3: He
1: who hasn't. builds only with steel and only over engineers by 300%, he spends $5000 on piles. Right. Yeah. He has never built okay. a $5000 deck. I get it.
3: Moving on.
1: <laughs> Is it possible to build a $5000? deck? Yes, you guys. Come on. Enough already. Stop being offended. Number 3. Is this Nathan? Nathan 2018 asks. Oh yeah, sorry. What's the new items you have? Do you have what? What's the new items? Do you have your guess? Thanks for giving me this question. If he's talking about what's what are the new products that we have that we're offering, is that do you think that's what? Sure, sure. He's asking, Let's okay. That. So, I would say, do you say, think
3: there's any chance that, chance that Nathan's yeah, no, watching? No, he's not watching. <laughs> this have was a looked? dump and bail. This was a dump
1: and bail. He got out of here. Uh, now, what's the new items you have? I if we're talking about new products this year, what have we brought in this year? It's new. We brought in uh, uh,
3: mosquito barrier, mosquito, mosquito barrier,
1: which has flown off the shelves at less than five thousand dollars per. Uh, we brought in Oasis privacy screens in a smaller dimension this year.
2: Yeah, so gee, Oasis privacy
1: screens, Hideaway privacy screens, the other brand, have been immensely popular. Yeah, extremely popular. Three foot by six foot, uh, laser cut, powder and uh, powder coated uh, aluminum privacy screens with different patterns in them. They've always been that kind of three by six foot Mm
0: -hmm.
1: dimension. We brought in this year, the, what are they roughly two Two feet by by three feet? We'll call it roughly two by three. So smaller and they're sold in the three packs. You can still install them vertically, but they're easier to ship in a small box. If you care, or where I think they actually matter is skirting a deck. You could now use, if if the deck is two or three feet off the ground, you could use them for skirting. You could use them as an insert into a privacy wall that's mm-hmm. not, like maybe it's a cedar privacy wall, but you want to use a little kind of windowed um, insert yep. per se. It could yep. be useful for that. So that's one thing we brought in this year. Um, what else did we bring in this year, Wade? We brought in some more Toya grid stuff. So the different mm-hmm.
3: brackets. For the Toy Grid system. So speaking of ToyoGrid, Grid, did you see their brand new post about the stuff that came out just recently? Yeah, the wave shades. The, the wave shades and yeah. then they got 30 degree angles. And yeah, they've so got some new brackets. Going I'd on. like to take some credit for that, but only that I brought it to the podcast. Carly showed it to me. He was like, he came back from ho- holidays, holidays, I gave him like a weekend off and then he came back <laughs> and was like, have you seen what Toya Grid did? And he showed it to me. So anyways. There's so. a there's a
1: question here from the Zoom chat here. It says I have it nailed down to the amount of clips that are used per job. So what should you track as much as you can track in this guy's case? He's nailed it now into the to the number of clips that are used per job. If you DJ. can get down to that level, yeah. do it, do it. The more data you have, the better off you'll be. That's yeah. the moral of that story. Yep. Um, what else, Wade? We didn't bring in any new decking products this week. At, or this year, sorry, at all. Um, so going with the same stuff, no new framing steel framing. How can we
3: forget that? But I don't know that, fortress steel framing. I, like I guess I don't feel like that's super new because we were trying so hard last year to get it, and then this year we actually just like, what it happened. Sure, you know what I mean, like we were talking about it last but year. But
1: you know what? As far as what new products, not just in our store but in the industry, what is making a wave? Steel framing this year is really mm-hmm. having a coming out party, in my opinion. Sure. It's sure it's been out for a couple of years. It's been out and about. People have seen it, but this is the first year that it's actually making some waves into the market. Yeah, both here and beyond. Probably. And there's some guys like we
3: talked about it.
1: You never know, but guys. So before that even, Scott Kelly talked about it.
3: Yeah.
1: Guys like Scott Kelly, Simco, Dex. Those guys have really like latched on to the steel framing concept and just gone all in on it. They only offer it. And so now people are really starting to talk about it. We're stocking it. Other places are stocking it. It's becoming more of a commonplace thing. So that's, I, you know what? That's probably the best answer to that question.
3: Fortress. Fortress, Fortress steel
1: Evolution frame. Steel Framing. That's okay. the new product of the year.
3: Mm-hmm. Next.
1: Number four from Instagram was, how do you say that? Monk J Man. Monk J Man. Says, when's the best time to cut 45 degree for composite and PVC so that the corners stay tight?
2: Wade.
3: So I think this should be cut at 7:30 a.m., which is like sounds silly, but summer, I think
2: summer solstice or winter solstice.
3: <laughs> yeah, Ooh, boy. Define it. Good call. Uh, I think it should be cut first thing in the morning, and and I know that that's tricky to wrap your head around. Uh, I think that probably the best way to build a deck is build it, lay the field, cut the edges, and then put the picture frame board on after put the last put like put the trim on after agreed um people will want to install that picture frame board at the end of the day to wrap it up and be like we're done we finished the decking Mm -hmm. but you're coming back the next day to do the railing anyways so i think you should let that picture frame board cool off cut it first thing in the morning and screw it down uh, the force of contraction is quite a bit stronger than the force of expansion. And so you are always going to have that, that miter like shrink back. If you install it at the end of the day, even if you run cold water over it, or if you do all that like trickeries to try, keep it in the shade, keep it in the garage, run cold water over it, cut it. Uh, I still think that that thing is going to shrink back on composite or PVC. So I would say if I was doing it, lay the field, cut it, have it completely prepped and ready to go. And then first thing in the morning, cut that picture frame board, screw it down, install the railing, move on. Ice bath. Yeah, ice bath, but I still don't think an ice bath is gonna work. Like I think you yeah, have to I, let the natural like I think you have to let the natural cool of the evening happen.
1: I agree with you. I have on my own personal deck, I have a PVC from Clubhouse as the picture frame and I did do all those things. I did keep it in the shade. I did soak it with water from the garden hose before I installed it. I did all the things I could do to contract it as much as I could on a 25 slash 90, 85 degree day. And it still shrunk off. You just, like, like you just um, can't. You just like, you can fight and fight and fight. I've installed, I use different joinery techniques at every miter in my whole deck. I use some of them. I use glue only. Some of them I use no glue. Some of them I use glue and biscuits. They've all opened. It's just a matter of how much they've opened. Mm. The more you attempt to keep them closed, the more it will stay closed. But it's like, I have not found the solution that is foolproof, that has kept it tight. Even, And I've actually had the biscuits crack. I have one joint where my biscuits have cracked in half. So the glue held up with a biscuit in each side of the board and cracked down the middle and still separated. Yeah. So um, do what you can to cool the board off as much as you can before you install it. And that's your best crack at it. Now, I've also had a situation with clubhouse decking again, where I installed it and it actually expanded and buckled on one job site when I was still building. We installed it one day, went tight and it, it actually like expanded so much that it pushed itself up. So Cool it off as much as you can. To your point, it doesn't ever expand as much as it contracts. So I'm also a fan of cooling it off and installing it tight.
3: Yeah, in the morning. You can, right? Right? Keep it cool, install it in the morning.
1: Uh, next question from Precision Construction as well. What do you guys think have has been the biggest impacts of social media on the industry? So that one's for me. Um, uh, Bryce just told me I'm A-OK <laughs> <laughs> on timing. Oh, is that three minutes?
2: Three minutes. Oh, okay. I thought
1: it was to a-okay. What?
3: Three minutes to what?
2: Until we're done. Come on.
1: That's Don't what, we have till seven? I no, thought we were starting at we seven.
2: Got.
1: Social media has, been a, has a massive impact on this industry, in my opinion. Now, of course there's guys who have not paid attention to social media whatsoever that are out there building amazing stuff and have never logged on to Instagram to see what everybody else is doing. Mm-hmm. That's happening, absolutely. But what's also happening is the guys that are on Instagram are watching each other and you're challenging each other, whether it's formal or not, you're seeing what other guys are doing and be like, well, oh, I could step up my game that way. That guy's might, that guy's doing waterfall corners. I should be doing well. This is
3: the idea like, of like the, the, the best push the best.
2: That's right. You know 100%. What I mean? and
3: unfortunately, there are probably some better builders that are not on Instagram or not on social. They're not posting, but they should be in the mix. Absolutely. I think that the best part of social media in the last probably five years has been the camaraderie.
2: Yeah, c- collaboration is a new, like, new thing, right? Yeah. I, th- I think it's great that
3: guys are building better and doing crazier things. But I think what's more important is like you and I are planning a trip down to Dallas in November and we're planning that trip with a bunch of people from Ontario and Colorado at like Calgary. We're planning this trip not like not with people around here. Mm -hmm. social media media. has
1: made the industry much smaller than it actually is you know what i mean like that trip that we're going on is filled full of dealers and contractors and reps and so on so from and even vendor reps potentially that would have never met each other if not for social media yeah and now we're all part of this close-knit group and so we all learn from each other. We all share because nobody's competing against each other. We're all just out for the betterment of the industry and betterment of our craft. And like how is there's no negative to that. It's made the industry smaller. You're you're, because the old way of doing things before social media was out was that you kept very close knit. You weren't going to talk to your competitor about how he does certain things or improving technique. You just kept your stuff to yourself because you didn't want to give it away. That's gone now with social media. You, you share, you get better, you have some sort of like target in front of yourself to chase because you've watched guys like Jason Russell or, you know, Sean from Premier uh, Outdoor Living yep. doing amazing things and you're thinking like, I can do that. Like you're, you're being inspired you, by you it. you want
3: to try. Yeah.
1: Right? So it, like it's absolutely been nothing but a benefit to yep. me, to the industry. I think it's amazing. Yep. The industry is in social media
2: now.
3: It has certainly moved there.
2: I don't uh, think we get to do this. No. I mean, oh screw wait. this guy. We got another 15 minutes.
3: Yeah, I see what he I
1: just did to us no, there? I
2: just got I just I just got the, the director sent me a text <laughs> message. Like, so is that Mitch? Yeah, I think so. Or somebody? So they asked, we're well, like, what does Brace do? It's like
1: he screws with us, apparently, is all he does. <laughs> so Dex Specialist magazine also submitted some questions that they had submitted to them. And we're gonna okay. go through those now. So Hollywood Dex asks. Thoughts about DIY deck builds versus licensed pros.
3: Wade, oh, take it away. This is a really tricky one. So, we're, like we sit in a funny industry. Like we fit. We sit in a funny spot in the industry. We sell Regina, in Regina. So we sell. I would say, uh, just ballparking with sixty-three percent of our business is DIY customer. Very good guess. <laughs> so. I struggle to knock the DIY industry, and the reason I, the reason I don't want to knock it is that most it
2: accounts for over half of the business done by the your revenue is (laughs) yeah yeah no no explanation (laughs) needed.
3: What I don't think is sugar daddy got to eat, and what I don't think is good is when they aren't supported. And so when you go to a block store, they like the person selling them the product likely doesn't have the knowledge so I don't fault the DIY consumer at that at that point where I do fault them is they went to the wrong spot right mm-hmm. they probably yeah. should have went to the right spot if they would have had the patience with a lumber yard uh, they they probably would have got proper information and blah blah so I think the DIY market is really tricky because you can't avoid it you can't That is always going to happen. People are always going to build their own deck because they're going to invite their buddies and one of their buddies has a skill saw and the other guy's got an air compressor and the other guy's got a spiker. And we should just get some beer and build a deck. You're never going to take that away from people. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that you should try to, because there is a huge sense of satisfaction in building something with your hands. That's why I do what I do. I I used to work in the Um, I used to work in the psych department in Manitoba and I worked with people who had schizophrenia and nothing changed. I went to the person's house, I fed them medication. I, I tried to make them a like shop and go to work. And at the end of the day, nothing changed. And when I went back three months later, that person still had schizophrenia but when you take a deck and it shows up and it's a pile of lumber and you like have your buddies come over and then you assemble something and it turns into a deck and you can sit on it and have some beers, mm-hmm. there's like, there's a tangible product that, that is a sense of satisfaction that you don't get from most jobs. And so you can't take DIY out of the industry. You like, you have to embrace it. And so mm-hmm. either you can be a contractor who hates those people or you can be a contractor who, provides information for them. For us as a store, we have to help them or or we lose tons of business and we lose it to the box stores. So mm-hmm. it's tricky. I I think that licensed pros also have their spot because let's be honest, a doctor or a dentist or a lawyer or a, or a currency trader, they're not building their own deck, but a mechanic is going to build his own deck because mm-hmm. he already builds things. And so he wants to try it or somebody who's just purchased a house and they're on a tight budget, they have to build it because they can't afford to pay a pro. Don't like, don't
2: shun that person. My dad, cause he doesn't trust anybody.
3: Yeah, so <laughs> I, like, I think that's a, like maybe that's a different <laughs> argument, right? Because there are pros that you can trust. That's but right. It, I, like, I think that's a, I think it's a slippery slope. And if you're a contractor, I think as a contractor, you have a, a really, like a really cool spot where you could be this person that could help DIY and not ask for the build, but Mm -hmm. maybe ask to like provide the knowledge. I think there's a a spot there.
1: Yeah, that's, that's tricky. I, it's this, unlike any, any, any renovation inside or out is going to be tackled by DIY in some capacity. And you're, there's nothing you can do that's going to change that. People are going to tackle their own home rentals, whether it's drywall work or electrical mm-hmm. or building a deck. It's just going to happen. And so to your point, you can you can, you can can bitch and moan about it all day long, but it doesn't matter. The people that want to build their own deck, we're never going to hire you in the first place. So quit stressing about it. Focus on the people who don't want to build their own deck and want to hire somebody who is an expert at their trade and is going to build a solid structure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we all get it. We all know that the DIY guy that's going to throw a deck up this weekend is not going to be to the same level of safety, safety. Or, or level of craftsmanship that, that a deck builder is going to throw at this thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's, we know that. However, the person that's doing that is also okay with that. Mm-hmm. They've, already, they've already made peace to the fact that they're going to build it. They don't know everything, whatever. And even if they don't know that, even if they think they can do it better, like, listen, you and I know. No. <laughs> like you and I know that it ain't going to be the
3: case, but whatever, but they we, were never going like, to hire you. So don't stress about it. So the idea that we took the approach we took with our store, was like, we know these people are building, it's kind of why it started. There's like a couple reasons the store started, but it kind of started because we knew people were buying decking at, uh, like at box stores and they were getting zero, like zero input, zero help. They're not being told how to attach to the house structurally, blah, blah. Okay. I saw you look at me, and I was like, Do you oh understand? no no, no. it was a there like, eh? I froze sorry, it, so I just feel like <laughs> there was there was so many people that were building decks that actually weren't structurally sound. Mm-hmm. The idea was like, well, not like not like holy Christians, let's save them, but it was like let's let's save them because they're building decks that are not safe. Why don't we show someone a proper ledger attachment? Let's show yeah. someone a mm-hmm. proper hanger connection. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to build the deck, whether we're here or not. So let's be here and help them. Yeah, And so I think that this
1: falls under the 80-20 rule as well, that 80% of DIY decks are probably not built the way they should be. And 20% are. And when a contractor builds it, 80% of the time it's built, right? And are 20% are not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, It's, it, you know, not every sure. contractor knows what the frick he's doing either. We can all we can spend a night around the campfire talking about Fresh hack jobs of contractors that didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> That's why they're out of business. Right? <laughs> they had to
3: fold up shop.
1: So, <laughs> um, but you know, sometimes, sometimes homeowners do know enough to get by yep. and, and build an okay deck. It's never going to be perfect. You know what? If they're it's not never going to be a Bobby parks deck or a, you know, a Sean from premier. League. It's not going to be that.
3: It's never going to be that. But if they're not afraid to ask questions, they can get close. Don't be afraid right. to ask questions. Yeah. And so instead of instead of being the guy that shuns them, be the guy that helps them. And yeah. the guy might be uh
1: he might be a framer. He might frame houses for a living. He knows the under like he knows that, but he's not sure. gonna give it the same finishing touch that a pro deck builder might. Yeah. So like there's markets for both. Did you general.
3: notice that I have my uh cap back in? Did you notice?
1: I didn't notice. You have all your teeth again.
3: That's good. Yeah.
1: Next question comes from our own team, actually, within the Ultimate Deck Shop. Somebody asked, what are some of the biggest challenges you've seen in the industry this year?
3: Holy shite, just where so do you start with that? I just start with supply. Five it's minutes. been- He's got five minutes. All supply. Supply.
1: What are the challenges? Well, first of all, lumber pricing, okay? So that's been extremely volatile. Um, we started the year higher than we were last year. It did nothing but go up, up, up through Q2, and now it's starting to come back down from a contractor's perspective, you're relying on what your dealers negotiated with their suppliers. So what deal did your dealer put in place with the supplier? That's like, for us, we had a certain deal that was kind of um, using an average number quarter by quarter. But for some of you guys, it might've been that the lumber prices were changing week by week or day by day or month by month. Like that's a challenge to quote jobs and then not be able to start because most contractors were telling us they they were booking three, four, five, six months out. Yeah, so how awesome. do you book a deck today that you're not actually so, planning on building and buying the lumber yeah. for, for six months
3: in this store in Saskatoon, we have some deck packages that are like stashed out in the back where people bought them two months ago. They bought them and they rolled in, bought it. We picked it, banded it, put it in the back. The call on that is going to be awful for them. Cause I've like, I've seen it. Yeah, It's not good. Could so, be. But what do you do? Comment in the
1: Zoom chat here is the problem isn't DIY, it's the smucks and trucks. Yeah, that's it. So uh, the DIY guys true. don't don't generally rub off on contractors. Like if a, if a guy builds his own deck and it fails, he's not... That usually doesn't find an, a contractor. It doesn't become somebody else's problem. But when you hire a shitty contractor yeah, and it fails, or... that becomes a, a new contractor's problem, Yeah, that's right. right yeah. So I think as far as like... What does growth look like in the, well, she said upcoming years or whoever said this upcoming years. So I think the question now for us, at least from a dealer perspective, is how much did this surge in building that happened during the pandemic affect future years? How many people built their decks this year or in 2020 that maybe were going to do it in 2022, 2023? So can we expect a lull? How do you plan for that now? Knowing that we've had a couple big years due to the pandemic, when does the lull
3: happen? How do you plan your purchasing? So I don't think it, I don't think (laughs) it happens next year. I think the lull is in 2023. I think, I think it's uh, I think our growth for 2022 should be fairly, fairly steady. I think it should follow along with the graph that you, uh, that you lay out and send out in the, in the winter years. And you're like, our growth looks like this. I think in 2022, we should probably expect similar growth. And I think contractors can probably work on that too, because I don't think that when they say flights to Amsterdam are open, everybody's going to jump on a plane and book her to Amsterdam. I still think there's going to be some uh, hesitancy from some some people. What I do think will fall off is the leisure stuff. So I actually. Like, I believe this. I believe that people will stop buying quads and sleds and boats and like the leisure stuff, but a deck is a, like, that's part of your home, right? It still attaches some revenue to your house. And I think that that will still have some residual spinoff next year. I think you've answered it,
1: but do you think, think that this strong. surge in spending in your backyard because people couldn't travel, they were like, let's enjoy the home then. And they spent more money in your backyard. Do you think that's here to stay? you think people are going to start appreciating
3: their backyard more than well, the cabin or what the I th- cottage potentially. What I think will happen is they will still do the cabin and the cottage. What I, unfortunately what I think is going to happen is I think your local restaurants and businesses that have patios that people usually travel to is going to suffer. Because people spend more time in their backyards. Like that's what I think. It's going to be my backyard or the cabin. I, and I, I think that's awful. I hope people support their restaurants and their local community strong because because that's like that's what makes the world go around. But I, but I don't think it's going to be that way. I think so. We're about to find out, right? We have yeah, our our right.
1: mask mandate within Saskatchewan. Um, you know, elbow, moose jaw, climax, those places. <laughs> I think the it actually goes hubs. in major. I, <laughs> I actually think it goes in that major order
3: in that order. I think it's like usually elbow, eyebrow, climax. I think that's how that usually <laughs> yeah. goes. right?
1: that works for you. <laughs> so. We're about to find out because July 11th is the mask mandate, like all, all restrictions become lifted. And there's some speculation that says, okay, well, when the, when the, when the gates are wide open again, people are gonna be like, they're itching to get the hell out of Dodge. They're itching to book that trip. They want to get even if it's just within Canada, but with, you know, interprovincially, they want to get out of town. So maybe they're starting to save their money for trips rather Mm -hmm. than spending in the backyard. Now, I don't want to read into things too quickly, but I'll tell you for sure that July is off to a much slower start than any of the previous four months as far as our sales go. Yeah, And it may or may not be as a result of the fact that the end is nigh. Like the, yeah. the, the floodgates are about to open and people may be, you know, they maybe they did their projects already and now they're like, no, no, no. My extra money now is for getting the hell out of here and mm-hmm. doing something. So are we going to see a big slowdown? Like you say, like maybe not until twenty twenty three. We might see a bit of a slowdown now. So I believe we'll right. Like it might see
3: a slowdown plateau a bit now. Yeah, but and but I don't think it's like there's no chance it's off because I have some friends that are like that's it. That's the last one. I'll tell you that I have I have some friends that are worried still. I have
1: found a new appreciation for my backyard. I'm willing to spend money back there that I haven't before. Like I've bought furniture, I bought fire pit. I've been like. You know what we can have supper out there every night or dinner in your case yeah just like cash flying around throwing it out but like i want to go out there now and enjoy my backyard i don't want to be stuck in the house anymore i couldn't travel and even if i can now like how often am i am i going to travel i've got 320 days at home at least even Mm -hmm. if i'm traveling a bunch enjoy the backyard man like why not
3: okay Bryce has shut us down. He put the red light on. We got one minute to wrap this up.
1: I'm tired of this guy. When did we bring him in? Like, mm. remember before him, we used to do a podcast for like two was hours. Like 75 episodes ago. This was your idea. <laughs> Just so
3: you know, this was your idea. Yeah.
1: So <laughs> anyways, I appreciate, uh, listen, first of all, thank you to Deck Specialist Magazine for putting this whole deck symposium on. I think it's fantastic. The fact that we have it's an organization or a magazine or a media company that's willing to come in here and, um, honest Just to God, organize it. kick this thing off again. Yeah. We're on the back end of this pandemic. We're ready to start hitting up Deck Expo and all these mm-hmm. things again. Let's have this event where that gets people fired up again. Yeah. I know it's virtually, but let's, like, let's talk to each other. Let's learn from each other. And this has been exactly that. I feel like it's a kickoff right at the end of this pandemic. We're going to roll into Deck Expo in November. I think this has been fantastic. Thank you guys for putting it on. Thanks for including us. Bobby, Dr. Dex, the carry bros, all the guys that are involved in this, the Brolaws. I'm forgetting somebody in there. Uh, so I I can't believe but, we made it. Right.
3: <laughs> well, for the couple thinking? little guys from Saskatchewan, just
1: so I appreciate you guys for putting this on. Thanks everybody for, uh, tuning in and watching. Enjoy the rest of the presentations. We love you guys. Man,
0: Shane, I so Shane, fun. Wade can, uh, can't thank you guys enough, man. This, this was amazing. And and I walked away with like a few certainties. one, you're, you're going to get a bunch of North American bunch of Americans wanting to move to Canada. Um, cause <laughs> you know, whatever's in the water up there is is obviously working for everybody and it's definitely not happening down here. Um, number two, uh, I, I, I kind of feel like everybody in America is going to want to start ordering their deck supplies from you guys, just so that there's an excuse to hang out. So, um, so everybody, um, go ahead and, and write down, uh, I'm going to massacre this tuds.ca uh t-u-d-s.ca um to learn yeah, more yeah. about these guys and their business and their shop um i'm sure they will personally deliver all the materials um they won't make hard stops on corners and let the deck material go flying off into ditches um but uh it, hey you know th- these guys are all about you know going the extra mile for service and and third and most importantly is uh i guarantee man if if your podcast is any is just a fraction as fun as you guys out on the golf course what you should do is is hold a social media contest to to arrange somebody to allow you guys to play a round of golf with you guys because i guarantee every every single person that just watched the intro of this podcast and and the fact that you just came from the golf course would would absolutely book a plane count me as the first guy on board i'm I'm flying to canada okay. i'll get my vaccine certificate whatever the heck it takes just know. so we can play 18 holes up there
3: <laughs> patrick so, i don't think we need to i don't think you need to come here to play golf i think on on november 15th in dallas i think we're going to try and line up a golf game
0: i hey i count count me in man you you name the day and day and time and, uh, i i am absolutely there 100 yeah
1: just a just a question for you though today specifically wade shot a like he had an off day he shot 85. That's i had a true. good day That's
0: and true. i shot 115. <laughs> who's we're, card- we're gonna we're gonna get along just fine <laughs> all right you guys well listen i i can't thank you enough for uh for supporting the event for uh for sharing your wisdom with us i i'll tell you what you you could have done an entire session just on mitering corners at what time of the day, because I I personally have experienced it. And honestly, like, I, I mean, we've got the best of the best as audience members here. And, and I'll tell you, I, I mean, if there's one thing everybody still struggles with, it's good Lord already, you know, I, I mean, I got, I got the cut perfect and now 12 hours later, I mean, it, it looks like a freaking disaster. So uh, I can't thank you guys enough, everybody please uh, follow these guys on all the social media platforms at the ultimate deck shop. Uh, And uh, Hey, take care of you guys. Uh, Keep up the good work and no doubt uh, our, our personal paths will cross soon.
1: Thanks so much. Thank you. you. Take care, everybody. Good night.